whatever. I went down to the beach and saw Kiki. She was all like, eh, and I'm like, whatever. Then this chick comes up to me and she's all like, hey, aren't you that dude? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So later, I'm, I'm at the pool hall and this girl comes up and she's all like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Oh, here we go. <laughs> all right, let's do this again. One more time, I got a little bit of rasp in my voice. A little rasp. <clears throat> just a touch, just a touch of the rasp. Getting over something, the, the weather out weather, there, man. the cold, the rain, the darkness. It's freezing outside. It's no fun. No. All right, so <clears throat> I have something that, it's a, it's a deep conversation. It's almost, it's a mixture of science and philosophy. Um, you know, we've had our conversations about the Lord our God. In the yes. various uh, organized religions. Um, what do you know about simulated reality theory? Simulated reality theory. I, I could spell it. Good, good, give me a <laughs> shot at that. I want to see you go for it. <laughs> just Let's just put that to the test. Let's see if it passes the... Uh... <laughs> simulated reality theory? <laughs> <laughs> You can't spell your own name. <laughs> What's my name? <laughs> That's just simula S C C I. <laughs> Could you use it in a sentence? Yes. Um, simulated reality theory okay. is the idea that we are a simulation. Um, our universe. Okay. Is simulated. I'm gonna have myself a little, little Red Bull here. Um, but yes, our universe is simulated, and everything, everybody who lives in our our universe, everything that we know, we're all imagine we're, we're computer programs. So, if you if you look at um, video games, for instance, mm-hmm. like um, yeah, I mean any of the ones that are out there right now. Um, Fortnite or Red 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 Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Spell that one. Um, Got it. When you enter into these worlds, they're all online, right? So um, they're 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 connected. Um, but when you get into these worlds, they're all mapped out. Like there, there's always somebody playing around the world. So does the character who's connected to your remote control? Like if you think about it, th- this is a, the cre- a creation, mm-hmm. right? That entire world, that entire universe, those characters, all that—that that came from the mind of a human being, uh, who put it in there. And, and and now there's this world where where people can avatar in, and become these these characters in this these games. I mean, if you take it back to like uh, Super Mario Brothers, you know, um, those are worlds. Those were two D, but now we have these three dimensional worlds. Right. So that that should give you just a taste of the, and they're really good. Some of them are are getting super photorealistic, but when you move like beyond that, and you think about the capability of of what we're doing, right? Um, if you look at AI, right? How we're currently training AI, artificial the artificial intelligence. I mean, just this is the first kind of uh major major leaps in ai that we've had in a long time i mean they've been doing it i think since the 80s but 
Did you say how we're currently training? No, yeah, training yeah. AI. So um, basically you, you have to train a machine to think uh, within the parameters of the task that you want it to do. Um, and it, it, it's as fundamental as it is kind of like trying to teach a child. Like, okay, do you want to know how to dribble a ball? Do you want to know how to, you know... Color within the lines. Exactly. Take a take take your pick of of any like kind of mundane task right. that requires certain mechanics, guidelines, restrictions, rules, etc. So like in in right now they're they're doing si- computer simulations. Um, they have a little robot that's got like four legs on it, if you can imagine that, uh, and it's got a Wi-Fi and it's got accelerometers and it knows where it is in space and all these things. It, it and it knows that it has these legs, but it's just a robot, and it doesn't really have a brain. So you connect it to the AI. You tell the AI that, you know, this is what you're working with. This is the right. body. So create yourself a little 3D model, right, before you, you do any tests as a robot. We'll set up the same virtual environment um, on the screen, like in the program, that you'll have in the outside world. And I want you to teach yourself how to walk. Because it's a computer, it's learning through t- trial and error like babies do. Trying to learn how to walk. Get up, fall down, get up, fall down. Finding the, the best way to learn how to walk, right? Okay. And oftentimes, it, it, but this is doing 10,000 times, you know, a minute. Processing. Same simulation. So imagine if a baby had the ability to try and learn how to walk. Um, how many times does it get up and fall down? How, how, how many how long would it take for them to do it 10,000 times? You know, which is basically what they say. You need 10,000. You have 10,000 hours in anything and you're an expert in it. You got it. Right. So, uh, there's no such thing as being a walking expert, not even those old ladies at the mall, but when it comes to <laughs> speedwalkers, yeah, exactly. when it comes to AI though, it's what's so rad about it is, is that they can teach it, it to teach itself Say okay, look, it's cool. If you if you it's okay if you fall down, get back up. Maybe use one leg more than the other. Maybe you know you can use your hands to get up. You can, but you got to be able to walk upstairs and avoid obstacles and, and do all these things. What it came out with was a really weird way of walking. Like imagine, uh, I don't. You ever see that character, the guy who had the big shoe stepping forward, and he's like always leaning back. And he's right. like that super smooth jazz kind of guy. <laughs> and it's like it's a miracle that the guy can walk because his feet are coming so far ahead of his body. Right. It was kind of one of those deals. And, and the simulated version of the rope was the, it was just way way back um, when they did a bipedal version, which would be bipedal two people, uh, two two feet like human beings. Um, but the four legged robot, they got to learn to walk in a very short period of time by comparison to what it would take anything else to learn. Sure. So. If you're taking that and then you're applying that to like the ability that we have to create worlds, if you give AI, once it can reach kind of an AGI or artificial general intelligence level, it'll have the ability to manufacture these worlds. They just had an article come out the other day where this is a, here's a an AI uh, rendered 3D world that it simply created just based off of an image that it was, it, it it saw the ai created it yeah so okay. they showed this ai they said okay here's an image of like a city street with like a bus and cars and a building in the background it's just a one image and from that image the the ai actually created an entire world from that one image and then filled wow. in all the rest of the space with what just I mean, what's using it going off using of? it using that one frame as a reference point 
knowing okay there's a there's a building that goes up there's going to be multiple cars on the street on the other side there's a a city bus right here there's people walking okay so just connect the it's going to look like that it's i'll I'll create renditions and make copies of all that stuff just and apply different shadings Mm -hmm. colors mapping etc just sort of plagiarism but make it now it's three-dimensional you can move through it so Simulated uh, reality theory is the is the idea that there is a god, right? But it's not a god in the traditional sense that you would think. It's okay. There's, you know, and it, not to go back to that scene in Animal House where he's getting high with Donald Sutherland and he's like, "Hey, so you're saying that uh, an entire universe can be in the size of an atom inside of my fingernail? Yeah, that kind of thing. Right. It really does sound like high talk." You know what I mean? Right. But it, it, what was it Elon Musk said? He goes, uh, there's like a one in 600 billion chance that we're not living in a simulated reality. Right. Kind of like uh, when Rick created the, the extra world inside his uh, yep. flying this machine. Yep. Ca- and Rick and way up. The car battery. It's a mini-verse. Yeah. <laughs> they work for each other. It sounds like slavery with extra steps. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So, yeah. The idea being... That we are computer programs, all of us are com- computer programs that are work are created, and we're given the ability to go and and replicate our our code, mm-hmm. right? And live within the parameters of hey, we have to meet another code that you know another program like us, and if we do, we can merge our code together to create more code, and the code can act autonomously but it has to conform to the laws of the physical universe right. that i've dictated maybe in their universe maybe in the universe of the creator it can operate in any freaking dimension that it wants to right you know? i mean we're we're relegated to the ones that we can you know see smell taste hear touch blah 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 right but uh you know if there's 11 dimensions or more you know maybe the this creator has the ability to go full control over all of that stuff yeah and this is just his fun little. I mean, maybe we're a science fair project. One of his fun little side projects. Oh, maybe we're maybe we're his, his kid is our creator, right? And you know, this is something that his kid is doing as a school report. I mean, everything is relative. We mm-hmm. think about time linear, but it's not. It's we only perceive it that way, right? So, to us, um, uh, somebody in uh, deep blue sea. <laughs> What was it? Michael Rapaport was talking to uh to LL Cool J, and LL Cool J is like, "Man, put your hand on a hot stove for a second, and it feels like it. It feels like forever. Hop in bed with a hot woman, and it's a- <laughs> an hour can go by in a second. Right. Um, and Rapaport's like, "Yeah, that's the best explanation for you know general rev- relativity that I've ever heard." And it really, it is, time, our time, seems to be moving uh, at a normal pace for us. Right. Like, we, what we experience in terms of the amount of time that goes by is based off of us and where we are in the universe or whatever. You know, if you don't deal with, if you don't deal with our physical universe, you know, it's another thing. If you get close, if you get close enough to the event horizon of a black hole, all of a sudden time and space are so warped that... You could be there for an hour, and everybody who's for you know, anybody who's further farther away from that black hole is experiencing right. time 
much more quickly than you are. Right. So that that that's all things to be considered. But I'm asking you, if you were, if you knew you were in a simulated reality, um, would you think that you would be, you know, one up? Because honestly, that that's that would mean that when we die, we literally just pop right back up into the game where we started at the very beginning and have to do the whole thing over again. So you're talking a little bit like a little bit like the Matrix. It's almost like you know what is people that get like woke or maybe on the right kind of drug. They're like nothing matters. Mm. I should be able to move this building with my mind. Like you start having these ideas that. There really none of this is you really should anything <laughs> you should be able to move a building with your mind um well, sure, in this world that we're talking about this simulated reality. no i honestly like i've 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 thought about like you you know you talk about telepathy or you talk about um you know telekinesis mm-hmm. if you think about the the universe and all of the energy that's floating around. Uh, that that is totally unutilized. Right. We're not even seeing. Like you should have the ability to move. I mean, what is it? Somebody said uh, a single cup of water could run energy for the world. You know, has enough energy in it to to run the entire world for a day or something like that. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, you should if you have the ability to manipulate things or 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 harness that energy. Because that's all you are. You're you're electricity moving through, you know, neurons and 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 your body. Everything you, is energy. And right? actually, that brings up. I was gonna do a whole Ryan's corner on this topic because I've been having this my own theory. It's it's been tested in the past as far as energy and how it affects the things around you. You're not gonna get into that whole. You're not gonna make me like drink a green tea and bang on a drum and no, I'm not get in go, touch with my feelings. No, right now. no. I'm just the one thing I've observed. I'll make it quick because we're because we're in this. But my ex, when I met her, I was hanging out at her house. All of her tech wouldn't work. Every once in a while, the internet wouldn't work or a streaming movie wouldn't work. Whatever. She moved in with. I've been in my place nine years, eight years, no tech problems. My wireless internet works. Streaming is amazing. No is she problems. one of those people who like if her computer's not working, she takes a hammer to it, right? <laughs> put some water on it. No, she just just like with this look on her face, like what? It's not working. As soon as she moved in, she was only there for about seven months. Everything was shoddy the the internet was shoddy the streaming was shoddy it could not explain it i went home to visit my mom same thing her house i don't know why but just every once in a while just things just won't work and she's complaining about it i don't understand why the internet's not working and sure enough i would check everything everything's working the way that it normally should be working like there's no real answers so i do think there's people out there with this energy that affects those things anyway everything is energy actually that brings up a more interesting point and that is you have the ability to send you're saying you have the ability to send energy out into the universe and it and it might affect other things around you as a direct result of that but the only way that i can think to legitimize or 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 prove your theory Mm -hmm. or lend any kind of credence to it is have you heard about people who get um really sick it affects them really. I, I don't know what the, the condition is called, but it's basically like, you know, they're perfectly healthy. And then all of a sudden they move to an apartment that's right next 
to a power line or a Wi-Fi tower or a cell phone tower, or, you know, they, they get a brand new router. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have one of the, you know, the new smart, smart power deals that comes from the power company. Um, those things affect them because of the, the, the microwave radiation, you know, that's what it is. You're, you're talking about sending out radio waves and that's all microwaves are. Um, but you're sending them, you're sending them out at just the higher the bandwidth, you know, five gigahertz. That's why there's all these horror YouTube videos that I've been watching about like when Wi-Fi 5G for yourself when they have the 5G phone like right people are all going to start getting cancer oh, <laughs> like right, right and left cuz we're all just going to be living in a microwave mm-hmm. um cuz there's just going to be so much electrical you know disturbance and, and and electromagnetic radiation just cruising through the airwaves everywhere we go right that lends a little bit of credence cuz if that gives if we have the ability to receive if it has the ability to affect us why can't that means that there's we a dis- affect it yeah that, that, why, that means that <laughs> we if we if, if we can be disturbed by it that mm-hmm. means that we're in touch with it somehow right and if there can be an effect because of a cause on one end right shouldn't you be able to reverse that and say oh okay well now i'm the cause and that's the effect mm-hmm. Um, this is the response I was looking to get from you while bringing this topic up, but yeah, I, there should be a way to flip that and use it to our advantage. Well, and I think that comes down to if, if, if you're using a controlled environment for this so-called experiment that we're hypothetically putting together, right? Right. You would start with somebody who's shown to have susceptibility to, mm-hmm. This electromagnetic radiation. And what they're called, as I've done some research with this, they're called sliders. Sliders. A slider. So you would be a slider if you are someone who usually regularly affects electronics around you. Or So this actually, this is a real... Yeah, it's called a slider. They're saying that, that people who might be a slider are people that have had near-death experiences, been struck by lightning, have suffered from major electrical shock in the past... And others have said UFO or alien experiences. The, the experience I'm, I'm talking about is with two people that have kind of like strong negative energies. <laughs> and I don't know if that well, has maybe, something to maybe do with it. specifically mm-hmm. towards electronics. Maybe. You know. So anyway, to your so, point. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, well, I mean, that would explain why most of the kids in the, you know, our generation are constantly getting calls from their parents saying what's wrong with my computer you know because they just they, <laughs> right. they, they hate that stuff right okay you know? but um yeah I, th- I think i'm more uh in my my mental kind of train of thought here is that like if you did set up a, a controlled experiment it's not maybe some people are more genetically in tune to be transmitters all right right so they they put out a lot of electricity, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got, a, or they radiate a lot of, of energy that might. I don't think it would. Dis, I don't think you could affect a uh, a Wi-Fi router, right? You know, uh, but at the same time, if a Wi-Fi router can affect a human being, then there's got to be a way to kind of counteract that and see if you could actually pick up signals from a human being through the Wi-Fi router. Okay. Meaning, because right. obviously you're receiving a signal. We can't interpret it. We just see it as radiation, mm-hmm. right? There's just waves that are coming in with 
you know, pings so that it, it you know, everything works like a fax machine. Uh, right. So right. it's just really fast. You know, same thing happens with light. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be very curious to see how that works. If everything like, is energy, then the idea that we are a simulation to me seems even more feasible. Um, like we each have in, in this reality mm-hmm. where we have our powers. Well, everything is energy. If somebody created this world, you know, there's a through line there right <laughs> so sure everything affects everything else and not only that but is that creator who created the simulation going damn they've really uh <laughs> they've they've taken a little far yeah <laughs> i did not bargain for this that's right <laughs> trying to create rockets <laughs> disease and war <laughs> well that would be another thing you know disease would be something that you know if it is a simulated reality I wouldn't assume right out of the gate that we would be, you know, just they'd create humanity and everything that we know and just pluck us into it. Mm-hmm. I think that we're all part of a big, bigger game. Sure. You know, like we're all players in a bigger world, but mm-hmm. the game itself, the whole game is time, right? And maybe it's just in a consistent loop. Um, however, you still have to run through all of it, right? So maybe this particular game is the game, you know, it, it starts off with the create, you create the universe, then you have, yeah, then that's, that's the big bang, mm-hmm. right? And it has to run its course all the way through our planet being formed, our solar system being formed. Stars, quasars, black holes, supernovas, all these things happening around us in this chaotic universe. It's all part of this magical dance. Mm-hmm. Any alien civilizations that might live in other galaxies, um, you know, or even within our own that we haven't had the ability to explore. And it just continues, you know, this dance just continues to go until the last star in space finally fizzles out and. Right. The universe is full of nothing but dark matter and black holes and then finally implodes on itself in some major explosion and at which time, kaboom, the whole game starts starts over over and a Mm -hmm. whole new game with the exact same players. Right. You know, so imagine you, you know, you may, you and I might, might die in the next 50 years and to us, you know, we fall asleep, you know, we, we drift into another dimension of space and time where time and space don't matter like they're they don't exist right at least for us as far as we know in the physical realm our physical realm of understanding and then it's like maybe within the blink of an eye you know 50 trillion years have passed and here we are born right right back you know the, the universe has come and gone has gone and then come back and then we're right back where we started doing our thing and we just right. you know much like mario after he dies has no idea where he went <laughs> he has no idea how he died before who he was he's just like oh shit back there's to the a beginning. mushroom yeah okay i'll try it out see if uh, see if it does anything to me it's it's pretty wicked man it made me big yeah no i mean that would tie a lot of things together <laughs> all right good stuff yeah because this is my united states of whatever This is my United States of whatever. And this is my.
Okay. Well, we're back for yet another riveting topic. And we're back. And All we're right. back. We were, have we ever left? Um, okay, so the the topic that I have in mind is uh, typically controversial. I'm not going to go oh, as boy. far as diving into the idea of capital punishment, but it, it's a question that kind of circles around in my head when I see all of the stuff happening happening uh you know legislatively. Okay. Right? So okay, first let's just say marijuana. Mary marijuana. Oh, the devil's lettuce. The devil's is it? <laughs> is it? I would say it's it's the devil's mu it's the it's the Lord's muse. The Lord's muse. Yeah. Alright. I think that it's got a lot of applications that we're just now starting to Scratch the surface. Yeah, on, exactly. It's, it's just a, there's it's a, it's a miracle plant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that people can get high off it. That's you know, that's, a, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. um, so here's my, my, I guess my thought process. I'm sitting thinking about it, and I'm like, okay. Over the course, ever since, and you, I, I, I don't know how uh, intact my historical record mentally is of of what'll happen and how we came to this. But, you know, marijuana was legal, you know, long, you know, eight, all the way up until the 1900s. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, it, it was not criminalized because people were out there getting stoned. It was criminalized by, um, you know, Hearst, William Randolph Hearst mm -hmm. and a bunch of other, uh, very powerful individuals who were basically media owned a media conglomerate, and they had the ability to say, okay, well, we we don't need this, you know, cutting into our profits, right? So they were, whether you're talking about, they owned a lumber industry mm -hmm. and, and a newspaper outlet. And if people all of a sudden moved to hemp and you could create hemp paper, you know, for newspapers, that all of a sudden anybody, you know, it all of a sudden would cut into this dude's profit. So like whatever the reason was, and I know historically that's why they came out with all these propaganda things like mm -hmm. reefer madness, you know, the movie where it's like, are you smoking dope son? Oh, that's going to lead to death and the murder of, you know, thousands of people. Uh, no, please. Yes. That's, that's right, Johnny. Right. You know, like it, it was, did big pharma have something to do with that then? Or do you think it, it wasn't really have. looked at as I a mean, medical? You're talking about a time thing. when, you know, Babe Ruth is out there pitching, you need lucky brand cigarettes, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how I hit my homers. And he's just sitting there with like a, a filterless, right? You know, <laughs> um, Joe Cool yeah, back then. So it was all kind of ass backwards back right. then. Um, you know, we're not near as technologically advanced in, in the big pharma stages as we are now, and we don't know. We didn't know near as much about, um, you know the cancer and all right. that stuff with cigarettes, and then al alcohol is still. Uh, trucking away but I, I don't know why i mean i know that you know you could talk to somebody who's a huge pothead i'm sure any one of them has done the research and googled as to why but i don't think it had anything to do with the side effects people getting high yeah right right so like same thing with um like psychedelic mushrooms you know right. there's, there's also a reason why i don't i don't think salvia right. is illegal right you know what i mean People can find a way to get high from pretty much anything, but I think that there were so many different things with with marijuana that that we're going to challenge some right, of the bigger right right cut cut into there. the profits mm -hmm. of some somebody who had an, a reason to to push it under the carpet and and, and quell the growth. 
Um, and obviously they're connected with anybody and everybody in Washington in right. order to make that happen. Right. So throughout the course of uh, the last, what, 100 years or so, you know, marijuana is a four-letter word, you know? Right. Parents are, even my parents, um, forget the forget the kind of hippie-ish parents who grew up in the 70s. They're like, hey, man, you know, smoke some grass, get high, listen to the Grateful Dead, that kind of thing. Like everybody had their their time uh, with it. But, you know, obviously you grow up and you become establishment if you're not a... If, if you have, if you're not a rebel by the age of twenty, you got no heart. If you're not establishment by the age of thirty, you got no brains. That kind of thing. Right. So, think about everybody over the last hundred years, and I know that there's a ton of them, uh, especially in the really right wing states, that have gone to prison for marijuana sales of marijuana, holding marijuana. Yep. Even when you know, think about like your three strike law, mm-hmm. where you got a, a a guy who's in his twenties and you know he he misspent youth, and then all of a sudden you know three strikes, boom, you're a lifer now because you got busted with a, an ounce of really crappy weed on you, and now you're doing hard time for the rest of your life because of marijuana charge. You, I, I watched, I was watching the movie Blow. With yeah, uh, Johnny Johnny Depp and mm-hmm. you know, that guy George Young, um, I think that was his name. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, man. I came across this day with, you know, tons of grass. You know, and he, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mister Young. The plants you were carrying across were illegal, and that line was real, and you're going to jail for it. Right. If you take a guy like that, or you take anybody who's been working kind of in, it, was working in that in, in the illegal substances industry to make a buck all throughout out the last hundred years many of whom are did did hard time and are currently doing hard time as a direct result of uh, that substance being illegal what are the ramifications now of that when you think about some somebody who might be doing a stint in washington or a stint in colorado or a stint in california or or any of these places where whether it's medicinal or now it's you know they're, they're talking about a, a new state I don't know if it's Missouri or whatever. I was reading earlier. There's a, there's a new state in the Midwest. It's going to be the first Midwest state that legalizes recreational. Um, so yeah. it's turning into big business. It's only going to be a matter of time. A matter of time for all the dominoes fall. Sure. And recreational pot is legal. What happens to all of those people? What happens to those who were you know the, the hammer came down on them, and you know they've done, let's say five years out of a 20-year sentence right and you know within two years everybody's recreational and they got another 10 years left on their sentence right you know are they riding that out because of something that yeah that's the problem that's where i'm like wait a second that these these are non-violent offenders for the most part right um and they did something that five years ago was considered illegal and carried this huge sentence but now, what they were convicted of, they they could carry that what they had on them and more, and nobody would bat an eye at it. Right. So, I mean, is it right? I think you you keep the felony record, but I don't know. They one by one start. I mean, I know there's already been some people have been pardoned in some states because of that, um, but. I, I don't know how many cases, and obviously it's still. And what about to... time? Like times? Like okay, so I get the the idea. I mean, if you put it into really simple terms, it's kind of like me turning to you and saying, "All right, look, man, 
It's illegal to touch this piece of paper right here on the desk. Right now, I'm making a law. It's illegal for you to touch that. If you touch that, there are going to be consequences. Okay? I'm going to cut off your finger. Right. If you touch that, it's illegal. Well, a year from now, I decide all of a sudden, eh, that's not so bad. Anybody can touch it. Tell you what, you can even pick it up. You make your own paper. Not a problem. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Does it mean you're going to get your finger back? Right. Right? So these are man-made laws. It has nothing to do with the Constitution. It has nothing to do with the Bill of Rights. It has nothing to do with the Ten Commandments or the Torah or anything else. Nothing, you know, marijuana wasn't illegal when Jesus walked the earth. Marijuana wasn't a, a problem or, you know, heroin wasn't illegal. Cocaine. In fact, they were actually using poppies and, and, and coca leaves and all these things for medicinal purposes. I mean, Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Right. Right. Yeah, that was one of its selling points. You know, so how is it? And that's another thing. If you were selling Coca-Cola now with cocaine in it and everybody's buying Coca-Cola, getting baked as fuck off of Coca-Cola. Right. And then next year, all of a sudden, cocaine is, you know, schedule five or whatever. Uh, and, it, and it hits the illegal list. Well, does that mean that? Because I was, you know, am I subject to the new laws, like, in retrospect? Well, yeah, I guess not from something you did in the past, right? But that's what you're asking? Yeah, like, am I, if I was, if I all of a sudden was hooked on cocaine for five years because I was enjoying my Coca-Cola products, not to say now that Coca-Cola has cocaine in it, but I mean, like, you know, you're talking about the early 1900s or 1800s, whatever that, that shit came around, it was like, and now I'm a, I'm a vic, kind of a victim of it. Uh, it's kind of the same thing that they're dealing with with the opioid crisis right, right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it, oxycodone. It, right. Big pharma got behind that and pitched it to everybody, and got and it, it, that's why we have this crisis. Like they were just everybody. You could get a script from a doctor who'd say, "Hey, go out and I know you're in pain and hear all this." And it's basically like getting somebody hooked on heroin. And eventually, when they can't get their script from their doctor anymore, they're now stuck on it and now it costs almost as much to wean them off through methadone or whatever um and it's i mean it's just ruining lives right and but these are all because of man-made laws man-made you know we we create these problems and then we try and regulate them and then we try and hold people accountable for shit that we created right and it's that same thing with with people who are selling marijuana like it wasn't you should have been able to, for the last hundred years, grow your own pot and sell it like you grow your own tomatoes and sell them at the farmer's market. Right. Right? It's an industry. It's it's a kind of a, I'm I'm a person, I'm a human, I can, cult, I can cultivate, I can do, I can buy, I can sell, I can do whatever. And if there's a buyer, I should be able to create my product and sell it. Right? So long as it's not harmful to other people. Of course. Right. But... You're letting the government, we're letting the government decide, you know, what falls under the category of harmful, harmful yeah. to people. Um, and in some cases, yeah, they're right. But so many people have died as a direct result of alcohol and cigarettes and, and big pharma. And they're not illegal. <laughs> and those are not, Ill- you know, that, that some of the, those are still cooking along because the profits are good and there's no reason for them to jump in and regulate. So it's like, hey, look, 
we're gonna we're gonna double dip here. We're gonna get you hooked, make money on all of the use that you have while buying it, and then we're gonna double dip and charge you a fortune in healthcare when you know you're fighting for your life due to the direct right results Res- of this stuff. Right. So you know, I don't know. Where's the line? I guess is is it is this is this an ethical question? Is it a moral question? Right. Well, ethical and moral a little bit. <laughs> but who makes that decision? Well, Big Pharma, I guess, in a lot of cases, they are playing both sides of the coin, right? Well, they're, they're saying they're doing something. What they're doing, their actions are immoral, but their and their ethics are extremely loose. Like, I believe ethically you should be able to create a product, and if there's a market for it, you should be able to sell it, right? Sure. You shouldn't sell somebody a product that you know is going to kill them, right? Right. Meaning, uh, <laughs> That's a should... good good rule to start with. Yeah. I mean, but once again, anything in moderation. Right. You know, you got a guy who goes out and wants to smoke cigars, and he does it in his time. You know, hey, that's the use of tobacco where... Hey, it's it's cool. It's okay. It's not a big deal. You got a guy who goes out and buys cigars and smokes fifty of them a day. You're gonna die. You know. Right, right. The same thing can be said for anybody eating chocolate. There's even a study saying that if you drank too much water, it could kill you. Right. Well, the opioid thing is like they're telling people that if they're being prescribed, they think they can take. You know, I mean, they're telling them how to take it, but you got a certain amount. It's abused because it's given to you. I don't know. Because the doctors say it's well, okay to take it. Well, shouldn't the doctors it? also have that? Isn't that also, you know, the doctors are making money by prescribing this thing because the more they push of a specific right. drug, they get kickbacks from the exactly. from the drug company. So there's an incentive there for them to push specific drugs, right? So, I mean, very rare that you see a doctor be like, your kid has ADD, but I'm not going to push you that generic, you know, Mexican grade Adderall that's super cheap, I'm going to push like the most expensive brand that I can possibly find. Right. And then you get to the pharmacy and they're like, yeah, well, we've got the generic brand, you know? <laughs> and then oftentimes your, your, um, you know, your, your medical insurance won't cover. They only cover brand. Right. You know what I mean? So there's so many different incentivization structures, um, you know, for, for people to be getting kickbacks and, and all this money to be made. So I don't, I profits in front of people, I think has been kind of the way that all this stuff has been operating. Right. And I think that's also the way that it's been operating on the regulatory boards. Like they're, they know that these guys are going to contribute the most to their next reelection campaign. So when it comes to down to a vote on whether or not that it requires more or less regulation on this particular they're just going to lean towards the one that's putting yeah, more money in their what's going to get me reelected, number one, and what's going to get me, um, you know, how am I, how am I going to come? I'm going to come out on top of this thing. You know what I mean? Right. Ethically and morally, does not really play a role in those people. I feel it doesn't. <laughs> no. I mean, I look at all the side effects on these drug commercials sometimes, and I'm like, okay, so yeah, maybe I can get rid of psoriasis, and you know turn the turn the symptoms from you know 100% down to 10% right and that's great but now i can't go anywhere because i am shitting my pants uncontrollably right right you know or i'm i'm vomiting or uh, i i'm i have 
a potential blood clot that'll kill me. Um, so I, so there's I, vanity playing a role. They're like, well, you know what? If these symptoms don't show on my face when I go out in public, then I'd rather have those side effects than have my skin showing. But isn't it hypocritical? Like super hypocritical to be to be the ones who are like, hey, look, oh. you you can't marijuana is right. classified as this, you know, uh, an illegal drug in any form. And no, you cannot have it, and you can't, regardless of whether or not you see the benefits with no side effects. Uh, as far as you know, uh, as a as a patient, we're telling you that it's illegal, and you can't do it, and it carries a sentence, a, a prison sentence. Versus, hey, here's this stuff, and if you go and see Doctor Strip Mall, he's going to prescribe you uh, this potentially lethal you know, pharmaceutical that's going to help you with back pain that you could probably alleviate better with marijuana or something else. Um, But because there's money in it for us uh, all the way up the chain. Yeah. Hey, it's Miller time. Right. (laughs) I I got people relying on me. This is, uh, this, this has got a life of its own at this point. Um. So what, what's the way? How do we get it's, out of this? It's, it's it's broken system, right? You feel? I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you. I mean, it's definitely... I. It's frustrating to me. Very frustrating. Because I see this stuff all popping up in the news. And you see all these talking heads like, the opioid crisis is the bi- one of the biggest problems that this nation has ever faced. Mm-hmm. And if you look, look at the statistics, it's mind-blowing. People are dropping like flies. Right, and a lot of them are just like normal people that twenty five years ago wouldn't have had this problem, but because their doctors prescribed them stuff, when they did have they did have a fall and they needed their you know had a hip surgery or had whatever and they're all and they they get hooked on this stuff because it's like super duper addictive and there are like heroin type withdrawals right when you get off of it, you know that they, they just they. They're, they don't even care about their hip after the first three months. Now all they're, they're like, where am I going to get my next fix, baby? Mm-hmm. It you was know? tough. I was at home. My mom's 67. She comes from that time period, and she just it's a pill for every hour to keep her sane. What's going on? So so I think awareness to issues like these for big, big things like this to change, which would take forever, I think awareness is the first step, and we're talking about it. People are aware of it. Um, it's obviously a thing. So next thing is, yeah, figuring out the solution. I think there are a lot of things that are like, what, the 10-year itch for everything to kind of change over and things to be done differently. I think there are a lot of things, not just in the healthcare or in big pharma or in that aspect. There are a lot of things that are kind of seem starting to seem ass backwards. So, right, what is the solution for that? Well, it's what will it take a new well, okay, type so of pharmacy a what new, is what? it that, what is it that everybody always tries to stage when you think about uh like social media right today is our walkout day right mm-hmm. so it's a wednesday nobody's going to go on instagram today right everybody's going to put their phones down and that's going to be you know what how many people do that <laughs> you know like a fraction like a 30% out of everybody who got the memo and then once the, you know, those guys on the 30% start posting stuff, everybody's like, I know I put my phone down, but I want to read what this guy said, you know. Right. Did he comment on my phone? I, I heard it buzz. I heard somebody commented on yeah. my phone. <laughs> I can't miss out on a like, you know. So it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it really is one of those, it's like recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, they force me to have like the different color trash cans 
and a lot of places they force you to to do the recycling program right um which is kind of a necessity like and then the government in California, I guess, they force us to meet certain emission standards on our cars. Like you can't drive if you don't pass emission standards, your car can't, you know, right? It, you can't do no can do, bro. So that's where you kind of have to draw that. I think that's where you kind of have to draw that line. I think people are so people don't have the ability in today's society to say, no, I'm just simply not going to do it. Yeah, sure. Look at me. I'm like, I'm one of those guys. Like, I'd love to be able to say, oh, I'll put the fork down. I love, I love to eat. You know, like, I love, I love eating red meat. I love eating, you know, whatever I want. But obviously, it's not good for me. Right. You know what I mean? Trying to get me to stop eating a cheeseburger when I want to have a cheeseburger. That's the whole point of being free. So, but, but if you flip the script on that and you say, oh, well, is it okay for me to throw my garbage in the yard? Is it okay for me to burn plastics right. in my fireplace? Is it okay for me to do stuff that's detrimental, like on a much larger scale? I think that we need to, the way that we govern ourselves in society and say, hey, you know, Ryan, you're not allowed to do this because it infringes upon me and my health and my freedoms. Mm-hmm. We should be able to hold the larger group of people that are supplying these things to that standard, meaning the companies, the big pharma companies and say, okay, guys, you're not allowed to distribute these drugs. Like these, they have, they have to meet certain regulatory requirements. Right. And then you'll be like, well, this guy's paying me to, to kind of keep doing that. So you might need to. So is it about, so I guess it's about political corruption as much as anything. Sure. And that's, what I would guess. Mm. I mean, mm. there's just hand upon hand upon hand. That's, you know, these guys. I have... feel like we could solve this in the next 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I don't, I, I, this is obviously just, it's a huge topic uh, because I, I don't, I don't think there's an easy solve. Right. And it's an issue. And but it does a... start with, it does start with you and the, your home, your, your household. You have to be the one to say, this I'm setting I'm setting the laws and regulations for myself first, my family and my household second, and mm-hmm. then work your way out. And it has to, we have to start building these building laws that communities can accept, right? Because that's where the power comes in the number, the numbers of people who are all subscribing to the the same way to the concept, right? So. That sounds like something that's going to go on for a long time, but it will change. At some point, I feel. Oh, but fortunes are going to be made. On In the, the meantime, ba- on the backs. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Oh man. Anyway, good good thoughts. Yeah. 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 Somber, somber for Monday. If we have a solution, we'll get back to you. <laughs> and then at 3 a.m., I'm on the corner wearing my leather. This dude comes up and he's like, "Hey, punk." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> then I'm throwing dice in the alley. Officer Leroy comes up and he's like, "Hey, I thought I told you." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And then up comes Zappo. I'm like, yo, Zappo, what's up? He's like, Dud. I'm like, that's cool. Flabba, laba, laba. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. We're going to pump you up. I was using an accent last night while my my son was in the bathtub. <clears throat> His little uh, raccoon uh, that squirts water out of his mouth. And I always like to give him character. So I, I turned into like the rude French raccoon. I'm like, this cannot be. 
This water's too clean for me. <laughs> oh. Don't stick me under the water. So, yeah. Um, all right. So nice. you, you um, were reading an article that you said just recently. I got, I got sucked into this article. Are you ready for the financial crisis of 2019? Is yeah. what it said. Well, you know me. I'm always following this stuff, and I'm, I've been talking about. More, actually a little more drastic than financial crisis i saw it i see it more as kind of an economic collapse mm-hmm. um just because of the fact that we've got this uh this debt bubble <clears throat> uh that's about to explode mm-hmm. which is going to affect pretty much everything you know all the stocks are overvalued um they're calling it a global debt bubble oh yeah it's gonna it's gonna go it's gonna go pop um which that's it's that's gonna be a tough one you know um I think it'll make 2008 look pretty, pretty meager by comparison. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, another reason why I think it's only going to be amplified is because of the, you know, current political landscape. There's just way too much uh, us versus them mm-hmm. mentality out there. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're an us or a them. You know, it's, you are one or the other. Everybody we is are, one or the other. And everybody split. looks at the other one as them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, it's going to be just a lot of, a lot of people kind of sticking to their guns and you know the rich don't like to part with their money right so well we'll we'll see we'll see some pretty drastic changes but i think what what's going to rise from the ashes of all that is uh you know gonna gonna be the the new the the new standard for us and our generation you know our contribution to the infrastructure that we build after this is this is gone because i think we're we're the group that's doing the majority of the innovating anyway right now. Um, if you look at the tech sector, sure, uh, carrying carrying the stock market uh, over the course of this year, you, know, you got your apples and your Amazons and your Facebooks and your Instagrams and everything. Well, I don't think Instagrams feel like they're owned by Facebook, but uh, you look at the all of those things, especially even in the AI sector. Um, it, it's all it's all a young young minds that are developing so they're growing up with the technology so it's just developing their thoughts into we'll figure out how we want how, to, right <laughs> how we want to put it all back together every 10 years right uh that's well this one i think is a 90 year debt cycle okay so this is that's why you know i mean our last really major we've gone through recessions but you know it's been it's been almost a um, full century since we've gone through a full-blown depression um, right. And the reason that it's such a big deal is because it does happen on a global level. You know, it's not just happening to America this time around. It's going to happen to everybody. And it's all just due to hyperinflation and, um, you know, everybody's starting to, to take on a more protectionist point of view. You know, thinking like, oh, well, I've got to I've got to get fair trade deals and I've got to protect my my country. And uh, I, I, all the money coming into us, we we, we want to make sure that we stay on top. So it's I don't know. I, I think right. we're 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 slowly moving, yeah, towards a a, a pretty. It's going to be a rocky road, but it, it it it's a necessary transitional phase that I think you know the world kind of needs to go through. And hopefully, when we come out on the other side, we'll we'll have some smarter things in place. We'll focus a little more on renewable energies and and. Uh, We'll focus a little bit more on climate change, and we'll mm-hmm. focus a little bit more on on some of the stuff that's that's needed 
to where we're not just moving money around trying to take our rips. We're actually trying to build stuff. Right. The article touches base on student loans and chi- yeah, we got China's, our... China's debt. You know, we're talking about the, the, the doomers are calling it, quote unquote, everything debt. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. We yeah. got to I mean, we got to redo health care. We got to redo uh, the prison system, which has been privatized. We've got to mm-hmm. redo all this stuff, you know. These are all fine talking points when you're sitting up there trying to get somebody's vote, but it's a, right. it's a, without some ma- something some major catalyst that brings it, you know, to brings us down to a point where we can reconstruct the the way that we get taxed and how that money gets spent and and what gets prioritized. Right. Uh, that's you know that's a ways down the road. Right now we don't have any of that power, so it's going to take the failure of the previous system uh, to give us the ability to overpower. Right. You know, we got to bring that to it. We got to bring it to its knees. It's bringing itself to its knees at our our expense, which sucks. But um, I mean, that's what's going to force change, right? Yeah, always does. Um, So that lead led me to the idea of a pretty fun little, I wouldn't say fun. It's kind of dismal, but it's fun. (laughs) And as far as an exercise is concerned, because every time I ever, buy a lottery ticket mm-hmm. i'm like you know what whether i win or lose what i've just bought was the i bought a dream you know i bought a i bought a short period of time where i can imagine what if what would i do mm-hmm. if i just hit the hit the jackpot you know would i would i piss it all away would i be smart with it would would i just succumb to depression <laughs> you know, what, 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 what would be my story what do i do now Right. So in this, that case, sure, I was thinking about what would I do with the money? What would I buy? Uh, I'm going to reverse that. Okay. Because you were just talking about the economic downturn and, and, the, and the financial crisis and potential economic collapse. Right. Now, in those situations, um, you know, there's very, there's a lot of different things that bring you out of it. Um a lot of things that are distraction or whatever, but let's just assume that we're bringing it into our, our own backyard and, and some potential things that we might face. And I mean, winning the lottery is that one in a million chance. So let's just assume we're in the reverse effect where we start to see a real Now I wouldn't say collapse, but this is what all the doomsday preppers have been planning on forever. You know, the electrical grid flickering on and off, right? Uh, milk costing, ten dollars water costing ten dollars you know the 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 basic things that everybody has gotten complacent and started to take for granted over the years like oh amazon prime you know like that's that's now all of a sudden it it just everything is either way too expensive because there's nobody has any money to buy it so they make few they don't they don't Right. The company's not making enough money selling it, so the prices are going to go up. It costs more to manufacture, and everything just all of a sudden snowballs. And, yeah, and that's the only way that you can get the you know the hyperinflation. You got to go through it in order to cut your losses and start over, get rid of that debt. So, in these crises, uh, situations, these these potential scenarios, in your doomsday situation, what are the must-haves? If you were planning for that, if you knew it was coming down the road, what are the must-haves for you? If you knew you had a place to stay, right? 
you yeah. had your apartment, you mm-hmm. knew you, you could cover it, or you had a house somewhere. And I'm not talking like, you know, people are going to all of a sudden start shooting each other. Right. You know, crime. This isn't the purge? Yeah, no. Crime, I mean, crime might go up here and there. I see there's probably going to be a lot more unemployment, a lot more people. Well, by doomsday, I mean, we still have power, we still have... Yeah, like, you can still count on, like, the basic necessities, but it's, like, kind of intermittent, you know what I mean? Like, the jobs are just getting cut across the board, so it's not like you can... Let's just assume that the line everywhere you go is going to be that much longer, because there's not enough people... The the companies can't afford to keep people employed, because they're not doing enough business. Right. So... You're, you know, you got one employee as opposed to three when you go to the supermarket. Everything costs a lot more um, because it costs so much to for the trucks and it costs so much for the gas and it costs so much for all of that stuff. So, um, you know, let's just assume that um, it, there a lot of people, a lot of these companies are going to go up and smoke, you know, mm-hmm. like getting your car fixed. You know, we just saw Nissan. Nissan's in the news right now going through a a bunch of bullshit because I guess their CEO might get indicted or something. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but uh, that's one of those things. Like, you, right. You know, and Tesla's had its, had its run. It's ass kicked a little bit this mm-hmm. year due to, due to a few missteps. So you don't know who's going to be around after this. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of these companies either get absorbed. Um, like a lot of the banks got absorbed back in the 2008 crisis. Just, got absorbed by bigger company, bigger banks. Right. I think you'll see a lot of that obviously continue to happen while they still offer the same service, same quality, whatever. Will it be there? I don't know. But I, I'm looking at it more like on a you personally. If you think about like, okay, well, what is the stuff that I really need? You know, like food, obviously, that's going to become a premium. My rent's going to be a premium. All of the stuff that I used to be able to afford for leisure activities, you know what I mean? Like going out to the bar and having mm-hmm. drinks, going out to the restaurant, having yeah, drinks. You're like, holding on to your cash at yeah, this point. You're and getting, you're like, you, how, what do I need to live and how can I live exactly. and sustain myself? And how do I get by? Like what are the things that you, you find absolutely necessary to keep in your life to maintain a positive mental attitude during a absolute shit show of, of a <laughs> financial crisis? Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, if I'm losing my place or can't afford to live there anymore, but you're saying, I'm saying you have somewhere. It's to live. all gonna go. It's all gonna go up. So you're gonna have a lot less. Meaning, like, let's just say, in any given any given month, and I don't know your numbers, but like, let's just say that y- you've got a specific amount of money allocated. So, in in this world um, that I'm talking about, um, we'll use simple math, and we'll we'll say it's. You know, Joe Blow has $5,000 a month in income. He has a job. He's got his $5,000 a month after taxes. Um, you know, he's pulling in, I don't know, 3300 30, 30, something yeah. like that. Let's say his rent is 1000 bucks a month, okay. right? Let's say his food is 500 bucks a month um, and his bills are 200 bucks a month. Okay, and then you've got savings that typically you'd be putting into. Now, let's just say that because of this crisis, now all of a sudden your rent is $1,500 a month. Right. Right, because it's a supply and demand thing. Everybody's renting. Your food goes up about from 500 maybe 800 Yep, food, for cost of food. cost of call, Everything that's like cost of bare necessities goes up. Mm-hmm. Your gas 
You know, you're paying five bucks a gallon, something like that. Right. Okay, so now all of a sudden what it used to cost you to live out of that 3300 a month, the percentage in which you, you were getting away with. So let's just say previously you had uh, 1800 of it that you were living, you could live off of. Like that was your rent, food, bills. Okay. And then you had the remaining, you know, what, $1,500. Right. Okay, that you could put into your savings, other investments, and then you had your little, your your play money, right? Money you used to go out on dates, money you used to go out to dinner, money you used for... Right, your lifestyle. Yeah, buying a new pair of sunglasses or a new pair of shoes you think are cool or, mm-hmm. you know, going to rent a movie, going to a movie, whatever. Um, so now imagine that that's not there. Oh, that's not there. You're saving everything that you can. Just to survive. Just to survive. To have a roof over your head, water and food. Right. So when it does come down to what is necessary in your life to make you psychologically feel like, wow, it's still worth it. Like, this is all worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I got to have something to distract me from the fact that all of this is happening on a day to day. Right. Right. So some people may get involved in their church. That's free. Right. Right. Some people might, um, you know, start jogging and quit the gym. You know what I mean? They they might find other ways to work out that are free. Like, what are the things? Well, oh, those are great. Music, friends, people. Right. I mean, that's that's on my list. People, community. How many of these things free. cost money? Well, that's free. My my drums and my music is a hobby. That's free. Actually, I get played. I get paid to play, but they probably aren't paying that much at this time there. Uh, um, you could be a whole new act, like. <laughs> Just the financial crisis. Right. That's the name of the band. <laughs> right. Everybody can relate. Hey, I'm going to see the financial crisis live. Be like, I'm living it, dude. <laughs> I see it every Those day guys are that I wake up. <laughs> Those guys are so topical. <laughs> right. And all your band, all your music, all your songs are about mm. like just horrible, like poverty. Like, oh, I lost my house. I bet you did too. <laughs> <laughs> they repo my car. Yeah. So, oh man. But yeah. Okay. So my kid's not going to college. <laughs> so okay. Things yeah. are just getting worse. Boy, um, we we are having six of humor. Yeah. So the uh, yeah the, the idea is okay. What are the things that you look at and you're like okay? I know for a fact if you're asking me like what is something that I I would spend spend money on because it just keeps me. Going. Oh, I see. Okay. Like, yeah. See, I'm listing things that I can make me happy that. I, well, money, but, that's what I'm saying. Like, I got a lot. What would you spend money on? Me? Well, obviously, I still have to spend money on on entertainment, like going to movies. I'd I'd stay home, um, watching movies more often. I wouldn't go out to see movies. I love I love movies. Um, I probably I, I have to have internet. Obviously, that's part of it all. Right. You know, internet, uh, a computer. Well, you have your computer, but you, but in terms of like services, you know, like mm-hmm. things that you can't, things that you, that you kind of need. A lot of people are like, "Oh, do I need cable television anymore? Is that something that you would get rid of in a pinch?" Yes. Okay. Well, I'm still trying to get rid of it. I think I just need my internet. Yeah. Or maybe satellite we'll, TV. Maybe, you got to get rid of that. Maybe. Your your Pandora, your have, your premium, your your Hulu, your Netflix. Would you get yeah, rid of see, Netflix? Yeah. I would have to figure out which one of those between Amazon Prime, Hulu, and Netflix. Right now, Hulu's got the winning run for me because it's giving me my live television, it's giving me my stream television, it's giving me the movies. So I think it, ha- and I, I get my sports on there. So it's like, 
If I had to choose of the three, I'd probably keep Hulu over Netflix. I'd probably go to Hulu more than all of them. But then again, Amazon Prime gives me shopping and movies. Well, you're going to see the shopping drop. Right. You know? So, um, A lot of people buying duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> if I can get next day delivery with Prime, <laughs> I might need it. A lot of people walking mm-hmm. away from the Whole Foods and heading over to the Trader mm-hmm, Joe's. Mm-hmm. I think Prime might be more affordable for me than, than Hulu. So I might stick with Amazon. So what do I got? I got internet. I got Amazon. So you got you got, you got your basic kind of home. Inter- well, yeah, because you got those services. But then you got uh, anything that's, I don't know, work or person. If you're Gmail, that's free, but you're still kind of selling your data or you're giving your data away to them. Like, okay, so your, your cell phone. Well, yeah. Would you change I, your plan? I, I would definitely change my plan. I wouldn't. I mean, it would just be. I don't spend that much time on social media, or, but that is a way of staying connected, which I do feel is important during this time. All right. Now, also, you got to factor in that. I mean, so in this, it, it, during usually at this time, you can also, if you think about like everybody else, you and I don't really have to worry so much about yards. But like, right? You know, that's when you start to see the grass go, go brown, because <laughs> people, you know, they're not spending their money on lawn maintenance, you know, landscaping, you know, things like that. So, you know, maybe we fall outside of that that category. But like, that's a lot of stuff that people end up cutting out of their lives when they're when things get tight. Landscaping budget. You know, everybody who's got their kids in private school. I think a large percentage of them, you know, you'll start to see the public institutions start to see a little bit of an overflow. Um, right. You know, I, I don't know. Magazine subscriptions psh, out the door. Yeah, I don't have any of those. I'm pretty lean anyway. So I think for to feel happy, given anything else that's going on in the world, I feel like my home, just a, a place to come home to that feels good. Like that's like. First and foremost. That's the key, right? Everything so, else so can fall apart I around guess. me. What about protection? So now imagine you, you got... You, crime is... There's a potential that, you know, when when stuff tough gets going, a lot <laughs> right. of people are going to be like, okay, well, you know, maybe we can smash and grab in some mm. of these highly populated places. Um, you know... I, I might invest in a firearm. I don't. I don't currently have any weapons. Slingshot. I've got a small pipe by my bed. That uh, not that kind of pipe. <laughs> like it's literally like a lead like, pipe. It's like a little lead pipe that I don't know where it came from, but it's hard and it's perfect size. Are so you serious? That's that stays right that's, there. That's your that's your <laughs> judgment maker. That's the one I got. Do you have like a piece of tape wrapped around it and a, you know have something written on it? It like, says for an emergency. <laughs> please swing this. <laughs> if this is out your ass is about to get cracked. Yeah. Right. Um I don't know. Do you have any weapons of choice? On the, on the end it says business. Yeah. This is the business end. It just says business. The business on one side. <laughs> this party is my on pipe, the other. and this is the business this, end. This is the business That's end. how you know it's the business end because it has business written on it. Right. We're gonna do some deals. You don't want to find yourself on the business end of my stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you? What kind of weapons are you, of choice do you got? Oh, I'm uh, I'm Michelle. I'm a. I, I've 
I I would be a samurai sword and oh right I'm like and Daryl I have a crossbow yeah <laughs> something reusable uh, and then uh, I would carry around a, a tablet with a solar charger and a mylar bag you know just in case there's any kind of electromagnetic superhero pulse, <laughs> a, 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 an electromagnetic pulse or something that knocks out all electronics I can have it in a nice little Faraday. And then I just have my shit hits the fan uh, documents that I've been accruing ever since shit, high school, college, whatever, you know, like how to make gunpowder out of, you know, <laughs> charcoal and uh, right. you know, ba- basic household things. And uh, yeah. So you just lock yourself inside and just start making things. <laughs> uh, oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'd probably if, if I ever got to a place where I was safe. Like where I felt like I was safe, I would immediately start setting up all of the necessary like fencing and you know security measures, alert measures, cameras, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I would def I would I-, I would probably move out of this town if it got real bad for a while. Yeah, and if there was a way out in time. <laughs> yeah. Y- well, you'd you'd see the signs. <laughs> yeah, but I'd start heading in heading in a direction where. Um, you know, there's act- there's an actual chance where I could, if there's if there's a a population of bears that lives nearby, then you can assume you're in the right place, right? Because they wouldn't <laughs> be living there if there wasn't, uh, you know, stuff deer to, right. or, or other stuff to eat. So preferably somewhere by a body of water, and uh, yeah, I just start to get my my fishing, earth, fishing, huh? hunting, and trapping situation going on and i imagine after a certain period of time once i got that uh tom hanks at the end of castaway look going (laughs) i'd be like the most sought after shaman in the village because i'd be like you know i'd be that weird house that has like the full-blown you know water mill producing electricity (laughs) and i built all my own solar panels and i've got my own little fish fish uh hatchling right. ha- hatch farm suddenly you're just getting people walking in oh yeah i would be you. i would be the richest guy in poor town i would be the one who they'd be like i've got pelts to trade and i'd be like cool yeah here's some salmon be like, i brought my pipe let me in here's some salmon here's some medicinal weed relax yeah i know it sucks out there That's but right. not here also found some some poppies so we can now start making some of the other traditional big pharma recipes of success. Right. Yeah. Couldn't get any cocaine though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just a little too far away. We're too far away to get any of that cocaine. But uh, yeah. Here. Not making a whole lot of money off here, of it Here, sniff the strain cleaner for me. Here's a Sharpie. The, it'll make you feel better. Trust me. Exactly. So <laughs> keep your mind on it. Yeah. Cause this is my United States or whatever And this is my United States or whatever